Today's episode of The Daily Ding is brought to you by Robinhood. With Robinhood, you can invest in stocks, options, and ETFs right from your phone. You can even spend and earn interest on uninvested cash. And with fractional shares, you can buy stocks in any amount, including companies like Apple, Amazon, and Tesla for as little as a buck. And that's with no commission fees or account minimums. So whether you're new to investing and ready to learn or just looking for a better experience, stop waiting and join the 10 million Robinhood users. Listeners can get started with a free stock by going to thedailyding.robinhood.com. That's T-H-E dailyding.robinhood.com. All investments involve risk. This is not an investment advice, a recommendation, or solicitation of any security. Other fees may apply. Visit rbnhd.co backslash fees. The free stock program is subject to certain limitations. Annual percentage yield on uninvested cash is paid by program banks and is variable. Robinhood Financial is not a bank. Welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic Podcast Network. This is how it goes, and I hope I have no friends. And his response was, I'm sorry, I just wanted a frosty. I want Tyler to know his ass should have got thrown out. If I was a ref, I would have tossed his ass. How dare you? Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Friday morning. We got all your NBA action from Thursday night in the NBA. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Wozni Lambre with Rob Lopez finding rhymes for thugs. Coming up on today's show, Joel Embiid is gone for a couple weeks. We've got another round of fan voting for the All-Star starters, and Kyrie Irving could actually be back on the court soon, Waz. But first, Russ made his return to OKC, where he stayed until he forced his way out. And Waz, I think we figured out why the Thunder fans were okay with him gone now. Thunder 113, Rockets 92 in OKC. Russ gets a beautiful tribute. I don't want to be too cynical on this. A beautiful tribute video in the introductions. And then he got some points. He scores 34 points on 14 and 26 shooting. He gets some assists. He has five of those. Seven turnovers, not great. But really, the Thunder just destroyed him in his debut back with uh, with another team. Yeah, you know what's so funny, Zach, is that uh, I watched the movie um, Shutter Island for the first time ever surprisingly a couple of nights ago and watching this game it dawned on me that um we're all leo and okc and russ is like shutter island right like they're all in on this elaborate charade like everybody's in on it the fans are in on it presti's in on it russ is in on it uh once he walked in like you know strolling through with his brand new merch that was for sale at the stadium by the way and can be found online for only three days only that says zero regrets get it um it started with my my clothing line honestly that that was a my clothing line and a gift i wanted to do something uh, for the the city, for the people, um, and me and my team, uh, we came up with uh, zero regrets and something that I um, creatively try to figure out what I can do for the city. And um, I don't regret one thing being here in Oklahoma City. I don't regret um, signing back. I don't regret staying here. I don't regret anything that I did here. I feel like I left everything out on the floor every single night. Um, 
and did what I could for the city. Zero oh, regret. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, and you got to think about it, Zach. Um, why would Russell Westbrook have any regrets? He, when he quote unquote stayed, he signed a supermax extension for five years that he was grandfathered into, right? Um, I think they right. sort of call that the Westbrook rule that allowed him to be eligible for the supermax. So he signed his supermax, um, one year into it, got to leave, and so therefore he got to stop pretending that he's like living in Oklahoma City, um. And, you know, and they got to get some picks and all of that. And everybody gets to pretend that KD somehow did something different by leaving while he was still an MVP caliber player rather than Russ, a much diminished player with all his best years behind him. Wow. Um, all right. First, let's get to let's finish up the Rockets side of it, because I don't I mean, I don't I don't disagree with anything you're really saying there. Um, it's just that was I don't know if I could put it any better than that. So I'm just going to I'm going to do the thing where I'm, I'm just jumping in the air in the background while you dunk on the fast break. I think that's what that was. Uh, James Harden didn't help out at all. 17 points, five of 17 shooting two of nine from three point range was atrocious in the first half, was non-existent in the second half. Uh, Rockets who weren't Russell Westbrook basically shot 30 percent in this game. So Russ had a game, right? Like Russ scored well and he scored efficiently and he attacked and everything, but no one else seemed to help him out. Maybe they were just watching the tribute video the whole night too. Uh, on the Thunder side of it, uh, just incredible. The The first quarter set the tone. They were up 37-21 at the end of the first quarter. Gallo had 10-5 and in the first quarter. He finished with 23 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists. Uh, Dennis Schroeder had 9 points in the first quarter. He finished with 16. Chris Paul in a revenge game got 18 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 steals. Shea Gilgis-Alexander was just destructive in this one. He had 20 points on 15 shots, 3 assists, 3 rebounds. Like It was just a completely overwhelming performance from, from start to finish. A little bit of a run here and there from the Rockets but never actually threatened anything in this OKC team. They just keep winning. Like, why is it, you know, it, it's funny because I think a lot of us are misremembering what we thought about this Thunder team. A lot, I think a lot of people before the season were like, ah, oh, they could be, they could yeah, be all people, right. I think people thought they were going to be pretty good. Uh, a lot of people, that yeah, was as like long a as hipster they didn't, take. Yeah, as long as they didn't like trade off Chris Paul and trade off Danilo Gallinari, right? right? Which they still might do. Um, but but now all of a sudden it's become this, oh, they're the best story in the West. And oh, Billy Donovan's a coach of the year because no one thought they were going to be this good. I'm like, I don't know that I agree with that. No, a lot of people, especially in our circles, there were a lot of hipster takes out there of like, look, they have Steven Adams. They have Shea Giltrich, who's going to make a leap. Obviously, Chris Paul is still extremely competent player, good player, all-star damn near level player this year. I say he probably deserves to sneak in. Yeah. Of course, Steven Adams, like they had a, Billy Donovan, like this is actually his first year coaching in the NBA. Right. Because <laughs> all the other years he was in the NBA was kind of the Russ and KD show. And then it became Russell Westbrook show. So this is his first year actually being allowed to coach an NBA team. So it's like, you know, a lot of people expected them to be pretty good. Like, I don't think this is a surprise for people who thought much about this. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, the Rockets went 11 of 40 from three-point range in this one. Just just atrocious. By the way, the, uh, the Thunder have now won, I believe, 11 of their last 14 games. 11 last 13 games like they are pretty they are, good they are, they're hot right now they're hot and i think they playing. got the best record in the west since december 1st if i'm not mistaken i yeah. mean the best record in the league if i'm not mistaken since december 1st so yeah they're they're killing it the last thing i would say though zach um if i'm james harden i'm kind of pissed i didn't get a tribute video too seeing as he forced his way out of town via trade as well yeah everyone who forces their way out should get a tribute video tonight <laughs> yeah. get royal ivy a tribute video was 
Other big game of the night, Sixers 109, Celtics 98 in Philadelphia. Uh, This was a tale of one quarter versus three quarters because in the first quarter, Boston Celtics all over the Sixers just just broke them down offensively, scored 35 points in the first quarter. Kemba Walker had 13 of his 26 points in the first. Uh, Marcus Smart had eight points in the first quarter, helped fuel a 16-4 run that took control of this game. He ends up with 24 points, but then after that, the offense completely falls apart. Celtics over the final three quarters of this game shoot 37% from the field, 27% from three-point range, and just an atrocious game from the trio of Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown. Uh, Jalen Brown goes six points on two of 12 shooting. Uh, Earmuffs this one was Gordon Hayward, eight points on four of 11 shooting. And then Jason Tatum did have 10 rebounds, did have four assists, did have three steals, but just 15 points on four 13 shooting as the Sixers just dominated them on the offensive boards, dominated them inside. Uh, There was no Joel Embiid in this one because he's out for two weeks after having a thumb procedure. But Josh Richardson, fantastic. He scores 29 points in this game. 13 came in the first quarter. He also had seven assists, three rebounds. Ben Simmons was the aggressive player we want to see was, right? 19 points, nine rebounds, attacking the rim defensively in the fourth quarter, just dominated. Al Horford, 17 points, eight rebounds, six assists, two blocks. Um, And then the fourth quarter, just overall for the Sixers, 32 to 18 quarter they held the Celtics at 38 percent like this was the Celtics reminded were reminded like oh they can't really play with the Sixers team when the Sixers team decides to just be bullies you know what uh watching this game I think this was the manifestation of what the theory of the Sixers team could be Mm. when um Elton Brand assembled them over the summer right I thought their length and size bothered Boston on both ends of the floor. And especially when you saw down the stretch, when they just hunted mismatches, where it's like, all right, Ben Simmons has a guy who can't bother his shot when he's eight feet from the basket, we'll give it to him right in the paint. Um, Al Horford uh, bothering guys on on both ends of the floor. Uh, A a guy that, you know, he's a rookie. We didn't know he was going to be this good coming into the season, but Matisse Taibu, man, Uh, I think we, we knew about his defensive potential coming in but he had a beautiful pocket pass down the end of the stretch of the game he had um a couple of knockdown jumpers i think his skill level is a lot higher than i anticipated coming into the season and then josh richardson was doing some things one-on-one that i didn't know josh richardson was capable of right like i don't think you want him to do that and to shoulder that burden for an entire game or much less an entire series but there are stretches where he's you know, he's initiating offense and pick and roll. And he, there were possessions where he just straight up attacked Marcus Smart one on one and and got good looks off of it and converted them, which I thought was just incredible. And I just think, look, they're so huge on defense and they're going to bother them. And, you know, what they're going to be able to do on offense in the playoffs, which is what we see, you know, the equivalent of LeBron James hunting pick and rolls so that he can get post up Steph Curry in the finals over and over and over again. I think you're going to see the equivalent of that in a playoff series with the Sixers because whether it be Tobias, whether it be uh, Ben Simmons, Joel, like they're, they're going to try to hunt their size mismatches on offense. And we've seen in the playoffs that it's effective. It's not always the right. cutest thing to watch, right. but it works. Right, 100%. And one action they were running tonight that I loved was was a lot of dribble handoff between Al Horford and Tobias Harris or Al Horford and Josh Richardson. Like, I think that's a I think that's a moneymaker for them, especially when Embiid's not in the game or he's not able to play at all. Um, that's just something that I don't know a lot of teams can stop. Plus, because they're so big, they can just kind of like, all right, maybe our offense isn't great now, right now, but we'll just throw it up and we'll go get offensive rebounds and we'll just put the pressure on everybody else. 
And that tends to work against these smaller teams. I don't think it'll work against everybody, but it works in a matchup like this where the Celtics just don't have any size to to really break that down. And then when they don't have their perimeter game going, they're just kind of useless against the Sixers team. Uh, this was the third straight loss for the Celtics. That's the first time all season they've lost three in a row. And then for the uh, 76ers, they are now 3-0 and against Boston on the season. All right, Waz, let's get to the news that everyone needs for Friday and the weekend. Uh, in your drunk, dumb fans update, the fan who threw a can onto the court at uh, the Celtics game the other night received a lifetime ban from the TD Garden. Stop being idiots at games. That's just a little easy uh, lesson for everyone no, involved. come no. on. You can't do that. You can't, you can't ask the fan to act like an adult at a game. No, fans are babies. We got to protect their Fifi. Fan is short for fanatic. So, you know, it's okay. Wow. It's okay to act like that guy. Uh, that's what I, that's what I hear at least. Uh, LeBron James has leapfrogged to the top of the 2020 NBA all-star game fan voting results after the second returns were released, released on Thursday. Fan voting accounts for 50% of the five starters, two backcourt and three frontcourt players from each conference. Other 50% is from the media at 25% and the players at 25%. Uh, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Luka Doncic, and Giannis Antetokounmpo are all over 3 million fan votes right now. Uh, so far, your starters would be LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, with Luka Doncic and James Harden in the backcourt in the West. In the East, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam, with Trey Young and Kyrie Irving in the East. Uh, but there's still time for Kemba Walker to sneak in there and time for you to get your Taco Fall votes and your Alex Caruso votes in uh, before this stuff ends. Speaking of Kyrie Zach, you're Irving, making me hungry, man. Speaking of Kyrie Irving, uh, he returned to the Nets for a full contact practice today, spoke to the media. Uh, he's a self has a self-imposed deadline for a potential return. He's expecting to be reevaluated in one week, but could happen earlier. Currently has no limitations outside of continued rehab on his shoulder. So I don't think he's played since November 14th. Hopefully he'll be back soon for the Nets. Uh, for the Mavericks, Chris Porzingis received a PRP injection in his right knee, which is typical uh, procedure for this Mavericks organization. That's according to Tim McMahon of ESPN. And then uh, the word heard around the NBA yesterday, Cavs coach John Beeline made an emotional apology to his players Thursday morning, insisting he ing- he regrets referring to the team as a bunch of thugs. He ins- uh, insists that he should enunciate better <laughs> and that he meant slugs. Uh, was do we? we t- I talked about this on the radio on Thursday. Um, do we believe him? Because here's the thing. He's an old guy, right? Like he's very old. So it does like slug is something an old person would say Two, maybe po- possible. He had a Werther's original in his mouth and wasn't able to enunciate because, again, he's an old person. But three, I don't know if I believe this. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, he's an old guy. So thug would be a word that's at the tip of the tongue of his also mouth. True. Too. Yeah, also, true. you know what I'm saying? Like it's <laughs> it's just, it's just it's, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like part of me is like. God, do you really want to admit to that? Like, that you called a room full of professional NBA basketball players? And this is the thing, um, and I want to shout Bomani Jones for this because he, he he's one of the few people that points this out. He's like, dude, most of these guys are suburban, two-family home right. cats. Right. This isn't your granddaddy's NBA of guys from the inner city and struggled in. Like, the majority of these dudes are from the suburbs, so, like, even if you consider, like, oh, I'm talking to a room full of inner city, but no, you're not. You're talking to just run of the mill, wholesome American dudes. 
And so that's why this is just even dumber. And, you know, the beeline thing is a mess. I mentioned this on Hoops Adjacent. Make sure you guys listen to that. Me and David Aldridge, as well as Sam Vicini today. Um, If you cut out the years where easily one of the best three basketball players in the history of the universe played for the Cavs, they've essentially been the James Dolan Knicks. Um, they suck. They've been inept. They've been irresponsible. They've wrote, written um, fugitive slave law letters after guys left via free agency. They've been one of the worst ran organizations. And you can take it back to the Gund era um, in the history of the league. Yeah. Not counting the years when LeBron James worked there. So I, I don't know why we should be surprised by any of this nonsense and garbage. No, it was. I said this. I said this for years. I said if one of the greatest players of all time had not been born 45 minutes from Cleveland, Dan Gilbert would be regarded as James Dolan. It's true. Like, that's just how this organization is run. Hopefully, Kobe Altman can help fix some of this stuff, but uh, usually it comes from the top, and I don't know that we trust Dan Gilbert at the top. Also, Zach, if it wasn't for that, uh, I don't know that I would have ever heard the term, ever, I mean ever in my life, I'm just a kid from Akron, man. Hashtag strive for greatness. Let's get to the other two games from Thursday night that everyone needs to know for Friday. Actually, speaking of the Cavaliers, Cavs 115, Pistons 112 in overtime. The Cavs used a 9-0 run in the final two minutes of overtime, fueled by Kevin Love, fueled by Tristan Thompson, fueled by Darius Garland to regain control of this game. Derrick Rose missed out on a game winner on a badly miscontested jumper at the end of regulation. He missed a three at the end of the game, too, that could have tied it. Monster night for, Dray- uh, for Tristan Thompson, 35 points, 14 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 blocks, 15-20 from the field, just completely dominant in that one 20.7 assists for Darius Garland who's actually been pretty good as of late as a rookie uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers Colin Sexton at 19 points for the Pistons Andre Drummond 28 points 23 rebounds uh, he was 13 of 24 from the field Derek Rose had 27 off the bench for Detroit also 13 of 24 from the field had seven rebounds five assists but did have six turnovers uh, Bruce Brown 17 points eight rebounds four or I'm sorry eight eight assists four rebounds four steals two blocks zero turnovers for Detroit but the Cavs just too much in this one and were able to come back uh, from down double digits in this game when it looked like the Pistons were going to run away with it. Maybe uh, that slug life uh, play from the from the Cavs sped up a little bit and they were able to snap their five game losing streak. And they are now just one and oh, since possibly being called slugs was. That's a maybe that's the turning point in the season for them. And then the other game of the night, Wolves 116, Blazers 102. Blazers, what the hell happened in this one? No Carl Anthony Towns, 12 straight games with a knee sprain, but is close to returning. Wolves dominated the second and third quarters in this one. They outscored the Gorgie Blazers. Kareem Abdul Jabbar. That's what that's what they call them. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the Wolves outscored the Blazers 71 to 40 over the second and third quarters in this one. Got a little sloppy in the fourth, but still won easily. Andrew Wiggins had a great game, 23 points, eight assists in 26 minutes uh, was really moving the ball for them. Robert Covington had 15 points, two steals, two blocks. Wolves had six players in double figures for the Blazers side of it. Uh, Damian Lillard had 20 points on six of 17 shooting. Hassan Whiteside had 15 points, 14 rebounds. Plus he made a three pointer and ducked uh, after making that three pointer, uh, you know, with his whole, Hey, we got shooters. We got shooters. He was looking for the shooters when he hit the three, uh, I believe they were end up maybe down 19 shortly thereafter. And the Blazers shot 36% from the field. The Wolves, who have been without Carl Anthony Towns for a long time and have barely had Andrew Wiggins back, have won five of their last eight games. Let's go to line of the night. Waz, we've got Russell Westbrook with 34 and 5 in the loss. We got Josh Richardson. We got Tristan Thompson. Who gets your line of the night tonight? 
Oh, this is so easy. It's Russell Westbrook. 34 points on 26 shots with five assists and seven turnovers, one standing ovation, one video tribute, and a 30-point loss. <laughs> I'm going to go with Tristan Thompson. He was dominant against uh, uh, Andre Drummond. I don't know how there were so many numbers for both guys to go around, but Tristan Thompson. When do I ever get to give Tristan Thompson line of the night? That's going to be uh, that's gonna be the pick for me. That's also going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about the other basketball shows across the Athletic Podcast Network. We've still got back-to-back. We've got No Dunks, Tampering, House of Strauss, Hoops Adjacent, all that good stuff, plus over a dozen team-specific shows available from some of your favorite athletic beat writers. Follow those shows on the app. You'll get notifications for new episodes. And of course, theathletic.com slash dings. If you want to subscribe, it's 40% off your subscription, man. You can't you can't afford not to do it in this new year. Wise, you gotta do it for 2020. Thanks for waking up with us. Take your medicine, get ready for the weekend, get through work, read the athletic, all that good stuff. Waz, hit me with the sign-off. Get off my ding, my ding, my ding, my ding, my ding, get off my ding. My ding, my ding, they on my ding.